So good. There's already beer on the bed. Oh, damn it. (laughs) It wouldn't be Beers Beats BSG if there wasn't beer on the bed. It's a really boring beer. It is definitely beer. (laughs) But not in the way that it's like beer. No, it's just beer. It's just beer. What might have been, you could say. (laughs) Oh, indeed. Okay. What kind is this? A Hellas? What is that? I have no idea. Something something German and boring. I'm going to look it up. You cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica, where we are co-hosts Kaylee and Lisa. Sorry, I just... I think what we do is take you through the sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica episode by episode. I was Googling (laughs) what Hella's beer is while also making an intro. I was like, I'm a pro. I'm practiced. It's been seasons. I've got this. Seems I don't got this. Scratch my head and rub my belly. Yeah. But in case you were wondering, Hella's beer is not our usual vibe. It Mm, is a German pale lager. Um, yeah, we take you through the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> episode by episode, um, and drink beer, and usually IPA, but we have a few weird It's a good title. Today. Yeah, so, um, may Listen, well, I'll drink it. Yeah, look, it's, is it, is it beer? It is, <laughs> in fact, beer. Then I shall drink it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, may as well jump right into what we're drinking. Um, I am drinking the aptly named What Might Have Been Beer. Mm. And oh, what might have been if this was an IPA. It is made by Three's Brewing, which is our brewery just on Douglas Street, which I believe is where we had our last one from. Oh, lovely. Um, and then you've got a sour over there, Yeah, I we think. started with our sour. It's uh, Here Goes a Nothing. Goes a spelled like the beer goes a... Uh, so it's a, it was a sour ale brewed with coriander and sea salt. I found it quite nice. And I believe it has on the packet something about boycott. So I thought it was maybe for Ronald D. Moore. And the writer's writers. strike. (laughs) I really like that nod. Uh, So that's for them. And then thank goodness that our next beer is a, is a true um sorry is a triple in ipa because that's just making up for the fact that we're drinking a pale right now We've got a, um, a nothing right now we yeah, need a triple later for sure it's called grim which is very uh appropriate Oof. for this episode which is incredibly grim um and it is brewed by grim in brooklyn new york we've actually got their first anniversary triple ipa so happy anniversary to y'all at grim brewing um, we have a very grim episode. We do. I knew what was coming the first time and I cried like a baby mm-hmm. and I knew what was coming again on my rewatch and I cried again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, I made several predictions throughout the episode a couple of minutes before it happened. Yes. Which you I was feel proud of that. incredibly proud of, um, but also then upset that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like even though you were kind of predicting where things were going they still they get there real fast and differently than i thought Mm -hmm. i mean with d specifically they got there like i was like oh no she's gonna die (laughs) and then and then one second later (laughs) she shot herself in the head which is not what i was expecting i kind of could feel the room that there was like i could tell that the writers (laughs) were like d d d d and i'm like oh no they haven't focused on it this much in a while which is, it's the same problem I had when they killed Callie. Uh, 
um for which you know for whatever reasons they wrote her off the show um but they just they ignore characters like this for too long Mm. and then they try to make up for it within the episode and it's like no you've had this amazing character this whole time and you've given her frack all to do and it pisses me off yeah oh what might have been what might have been i (laughs) um i am gonna stand by this i call this well, I don't because it's a really good episode, so I don't know. I called this the seeing red of Battlestar Galactica for our Buffy fans. Ooh, that's a that's a an interesting call. It's a very yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It just it punches me in the gut the mm-hmm. same way. Yep. Um, I think that's fair. I mean okay. I cannot comment on the rest of the Battlestar Galactica season, mm-hmm. but I agree. Uh, according to Mr. Ronald D. Moore, who, by the way, was drinking Woodward Reserve and dr- smoking cigarettes. Um, lovely. Lovely. Um, he, it's actually kind of nice because I think that, I think what happened with the podcast is that he recorded the first se- like season four by himself and there was like a problem. And so then he re-recorded it with the writers. Mm. And so now he's back to just him by himself, which I honestly really prefer and enjoy um, <laughs> because he has... He's just more fun to listen to. When it's them all talking, it's a bit more serious. Whereas he's just like, oh, I'm not very good at this, but let's keep going. So I feel seen. Less of a professional venture when it it's just, just him and his scotch. Exactly. Um, he says this is definitely the darkest episode so far, which Oof. is ominous. Um, and he was like, let's make it as bad as humanly possible. Um, so he wanted to just show everybody losing faith and falling apart um because he just thought that was the more real story to tell and that a lot of people don't like it uh apparently uh eddie oh like he's like anyway even if people don't like it this is reality um actually i haven't done as much research into fan reactions as i thought i might while doing this podcast because like i I did it a couple of times and i I was like i feel like this really colors my viewing of the episode and i want to have my own opinions for the podcast interesting maybe we could do um a longer since bonus episode of fan reactions um but uh edward james almost said in an interview that Oh, Edward James almost said that it's a good story, but it might be hard to watch. And actually on the podcast, Ronald D. Moore did an impression of Edward James almost, which was precious. Well, that sounds worth it. He was like, low and husky. He was like, (laughs) a good story, but it might be hard to watch or something. Yeah, I thought that was the point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. I mean, that's the kind of media we consume for sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, this was also, I feel like TV has gotten way darker since this episode of television came out. So this maybe feels more on par with stuff that's on TV right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I keep meaning to catch this up is on a, it. This is a light little romp compared to shit like that. Yeah, for for sure. Um, I mean, there's a whole thing, and like, uh, I've heard other podcasts talk about like specific political climates and how it influences media, and mm-hmm. I think that's always a really interesting conversation to have. Um, like a lot of the kind of I like, apocalyptic movies happening, and sort of like the clinton error and then sort of the post 9-11 perspective and then kind of yeah interesting yeah there's just endless stuff to, because the world revolves around that. america basically well kind of yeah <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> can confirm <laughs> sorry we're so useless and yet at the center of everything yeah it does <laughs> 
It is a thing. Mm. Um, I also thought it was really interesting that at the beginning of this episode, they changed the initial credits to four live in the fleet. Ooh. Not four remain I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have had because now they're quite discovered. Yes, yes. they are very discovered. Anyway. Mm, neat. All right. You want to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. So after that long ramble, you might like to know we're talking about season four, episode 11, Sometimes a Great Notion. Yes. Uh, which the title comes from essentially two places. It is a novel by, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Ken Casey or Ken Casey, who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that specific, like the title comes from a song called Goodnight Irene, which was popularized in the 40s by Lead Belly. Not like Come On Eileen? That's what I heard. Uh, not <laughs> no. Good night, Irene, which is possibly not the, to be the sequel come on, to Come On, Eileen. The prequel, <laughs> the sequel, the prequel. Well, do you say Good Night or Come On first? Oh, I don't know. true. But then it was out first, so it's a very confusing timeline. <laughs> uh, which the the verse there goes: Sometimes I live in the country. Sometimes I live in the town. Sometimes I have a great notion to jump into the river and drown. So that's very fitting. Yes, it is. Oh, dear. This episode was written by good old Thompson and Weddle and directed by Michael Mankin. We like that guy. Yeah, they've been all over the show. Um, Yeah, and this was the last. So this was recorded the day after the writer's strike was announced. Interesting. So they had actually written it and then they were unable to work on set to like make adjustments. So it was just like written and then they're like, cool, actors, go do this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it came out pretty well considering that. Mm, absolutely. Um, it's, it's an intense episode Certainly and it is. is a heartbreaking episode, but I do think it's a good episode of television. Mm. All right. So our previously on my only note is D. I know. <laughs> Too much D. Are we going to kill her? Oh, is no. This what's happening? Oh, no. We forgot about her for at we least half the season. Forgot. No, we've been yelling about it Hashtag forever. Hashtag never forget. Oh, D. Mm. Uh, so we, there's other stuff, whatever, P- Pythia, blah, blah, blah. Um, we open on a, a very like rocky gray beach on earth. I was wondering where they filmed this. I don't know if he mentioned that in the podcast at all. Uh, no. Somewhere in Canada. I'm One assuming. thing I'm really confused about with this storyline is um, when, okay, so they're like, blah, 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 we found earth 2000 years ago, it was nuked. Like my, and I didn't look this up. And I, maybe I should have, but like someone just tell me. But my understanding of a kind of nuclear war was that after a specific amount of time, you could come back and inhabit the Earth. Like they can breathe and stuff. So like, is it just so gone? Like they don't really do enough to me to explain like, yeah, it's bleak and like there's ruins, but like, couldn't you make something of that? They make, the Gaius does science to tell us that um there's too much radiation in the ground and in the water for them to like i don't know eat or drink anything which seems like the kind of stuff you want out of the planet that you live on okay um, fair enough i feel I like that. they probably they they throw it away really quickly i feel like like it's all it all happens right at the top mm-hmm. um i feel like it's possible that they're all taking like anti-radiation meds while they're there okay um i have no clue in terms of real science mm-hmm. how long it would take if you essentially nuked an entire planet for that planet to sustain human life again i thought it would be less than 2000 years 
But what do I know? You heard it here, folks. I don't know anything. Science <laughs> Scientists come at me. I wonder, because like we have stuff like Chernobyl to kind of base it on or other places where there have been nuclear bombs. Mm. Um, but I don't know what it's like where they're like, they're like reports that the whole planet is kind of exactly like this. So there were no places on the planet that escaped this disaster. So maybe when it's the entire planet, there's no little safe spot. Uh, it's worse. How long have they been down there for? In this episode? Mm. Like a day? It, we go from day to night, and then I think some of them go back to the ship, and then they come back again the next day. Okay. It's just interesting. I just find the whole thing interesting because it doesn't satisfy my desire to like... I mean, they were on like, New Caprica for... or I mean, on regular Caprica. They were on Caprica forever after the bombs when um Hilo and Boomer were there. Yeah. Hilo and Athena? Hilo and Athena. Athena. Um, And they just were taking their meds, so they survived for a very long time. Yeah. I guess I'm just... Anyway, I'm sure it's not as important as we're making it out to be. I know there's <laughs> a... Um, I know there's a podcast that talks about science of sci-fi so maybe i'll Ooh, go I love that. scope that out and see if they've done an episode or maybe request one i can't remember what it's called but mm-hmm. i'm gonna look all it right up. we'll check that out and then we'll shout them out later mm-hmm. um the hiccup there. i almost said bless you hmm that's not the right reaction no i don't even know how i feel about bless you is bless a you makes thing. me feel really weird but it makes me feel weird when i don't see it also that but why is sneezing the only thing we have a thing for i don't know you don't say something when people cough or hiccup no. or burp or... Sometimes I ask if people are okay. Yeah, if they're like... If they're coughing. A lot. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. Uh, so we have just this little opening scene of everyone being sad on Earth. Dee is like cupping a handful of water from the sea and Rosalind's picking a sad plant. Um, and yeah, Hilo is the one who reports like there are different locations where they're checking everything out on the planet and everyone's reporting back that um there's no life there's no humans it's all destroyed Uh, and then starbuck is going around following this mysterious transponder signal with called it with leoben and this is one of the things i called she did folks i can confirm yes um and i just i guess at this point starbuck and leoben are mates fact finding team now like stockholm yeah. syndrome a sure. little a little bit a little yeah. bit um yeah uh it's still creepy super duper creepy uh this is a moment where i got excited because i remembered that guys is a scientist because he <laughs> hasn't been one for a while it's true <laughs> um yeah he confirms that uh the planet was nuked he says don't eat or drink anything there's radiation Somebody else is like, yes, Gaius told us it was nuked exactly 2,000 years ago. I'm like, that seemed, he seemed to figure that out really fast. Maybe he's just pulling stuff out of his ass. Who knows? Maybe this is a perfectly viable planet, but they're, again, basing all their decisions <laughs> on Gaius Baltar. And they're like, I guess we anything? can't stay here. Are there no other scientists? I don't <laughs> refuse to believe right? it. Right? Come on. Uh, Rosalind has this great line about we traded one nuked civilization for another. Very sad. Oh, Dee's digging through the sand. She finds a pocket watch and some little jacks. Yeah. Um, which uh, somebody on, I think it was on the wiki, it pointed out that jacks would indicate that there are toys which would indicate that there are children within mm-hmm. this Cylon colony. Mm-hmm. Um, would they though? Adults can also play jacks. That's true. Actually, I think a lot of adults play dra- jacks at bars. But we see these... Do you remember the episode of Buffy when they're playing jacks? Is it Buffy? 
No, it's another show. <laughs> I just the history it's of Jackson television. No, but there is. I I distinctly remember a television show where um there were two people and they were like not supposed to be hanging out and they were like playing jacks at the bar and i don't remember what it was sounds like a cute bar game but it was like two adults and i don't know if it was a movie or if it was a tv show like i just have a vague memory of seeing it on television okay but it's definitely a game that adults play that's that's true we have proof now i Uh, ruined your theory still we do see that whatever this type of Cylon is, especially based on Colonel Ty, is capable of aging. Mm-hmm. So just who knows what age they are when they pop out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Sure. No, no, no. Okay. I agree with that. But I just don't think that A it's plus proof, B equals proof C of babies with the jacks. Interesting. Yes. Okay. I do not think that that is something that is limited to children. Something to think about anyway. Mm. I think that might be what they wanted you to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not fallen for it i'm not falling for that Hmm. you gotta try harder show (laughs) uh d seems to really be taking it the hardest um she's crying she gets back in the raptor or shuttle or whatever and she's like don't give up don't fall apart Uh, it's really heartbreaking Mm. especially when you know yeah and it feels like when i watched it the second time it feels like you can kind of see i mean this is what i read and so ronald d moore on his podcast he did say that like there is like this whole thing is like up to the audience to decide when she decided to do this. But he thinks that she had sort of been contemplating it all day. When I watched this a second time before I listened to the podcast, I sort of saw it as when Hilo was like, it's going to be all right, move on. I sort of saw resolve in her eyes. It was like, I am going to kill myself. Interesting. I don't know if I put that much thought into exactly when she decided but there's just a moment where she like she's crying and she's there and then she just kind of her face just turns mm-hmm. slightly interesting anyway, or i'm reading into it no i mean that i would be interested to hear what i listen actors think. performances are things that you're allowed to read into mm-hmm. that's all we have is our own interpretation of the art that is true but yes. i would like to know what everybody thought yeah because wow what a what a moment we're mm-hmm. about to have to get to Okay, so they get back to Galactica and like the entire crew is there um, in like the hangar deck just waiting for a report and Rosalind comes out and just Mary, God damn it, Mary, she like does Kaylee this thing where she- is literally gripping the She's bed. She's so good. <laughs> oh. Do you know what's even better about this scene? You know how she gets a lot? She walks the wrong way. Oh, does she? Yeah, she, so Mary McDonald accidentally walked the wrong way. And they liked it better, so they just kept it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so she, like, yeah, anyway. So I think that's quite funny. But she, she, like, she tries to speak, and she can't get any words out. And she just, like, shakes her head and bites her lip. Mm -hmm. And she whispers, get me out of here. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, so unbelievably moving. Mm -hmm. And she barely moves. Mm -hmm. She's She's so good. She's brilliant. She's so good. Uh, And then she gets mobbed, and it's Madam President this, and da-da-da. Uh, and she just isn't gonna talk to anybody this episode. Mm. Um, so Starbuck finds whatever thing was giving the colonial signal. Uh, she was like, this is standard issue on all our ships or whatever. And then Leoben finds the, uh, the piece of the Viper mm. that's just missing one number. 757 NC is just missing the eight at mm-hmm. the beginning. 757 is the area code in the part of virginia that i lived in for a while oh really Mm -hmm. anyway uh she starts freaking out a little about this uh and i think she kind of gets an idea of maybe 
what she's about to find, but mm-hmm. how could you really wrap your brain around that? Mm. Uh, we have this lovely little scene with Hilo and Athena playing with Hera. It's uh, really beautiful and yeah. joyful. And actually, apparently, they were going to cut it. And Ronald D. Moore was quite insistent about keeping it in. Good. It's um, a really... Yeah, he wanted to like show that, like, you know, it, it's true. Like, if you're raising a family in this situation, like, you're really... He's like, what's the conversation when they leave? Like, but they've got to be joyful and with the child. And yeah, yeah, it's actually it's a really beautiful moment when you know what they're all going through. Um, and then you get this moment of uh, Dee sitting down with her and being like, you have no idea what's happening. It's just another day for you. That's one of um, Ronald D. Moore's favorite bits. It was great. Yeah, it's, um, really it's a really sweet moment where mm-hmm. she's like, they're like, oh, thanks for babysitting, Dean. She's like, I look forward to this. Yeah. It's so just all felt very real somehow. Mm. Um, and then you see that there are these little moments of joy, but it's it's not enough right now for our D. Mm. Um. So they're digging up the bones on Earth, and there's a six who finds like a toaster head. Like but a it looks like an head. old school. It looks like an old school model, and they say it's like similar to some of theirs, but it's a different design. Do you think that it's the design that's on the original Battlestar Galactica? I think that's possible. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I kind of I didn't look it up. It seemed like at least a nod to that. Yeah, I feel like that would make a lot of sense. But yeah. Yeah, neat little nod to the history of the show. But yeah, we have some more. All of this has happened before moments. Um, Gaius is still doing science. And it seems like he's just doing science for science and not like to impress a hot girl or something. Mm. Like he's just there being a scientist. Mm. It's refreshing almost. (laughs) Uh, They have some way to test all of the bones that they found incredibly quickly. Um, lots of bones lots of bones they're they're like we we took them from every corner of the planet and we tested them all in the last five minutes mm-hmm. i think maybe they're using like cylon technology and not gaius's technology i but assumed I don't know. that that was the case because um i think we established like a while ago that they don't trust his cylon detector even though it's correct because he well yeah he but, yeah but then he would have to admit that he hid boomer's identity in which yeah it's a whole I, think, I feel like we're so past all that yeah. but yeah um but yeah they're all cylon the 13th tribe was all cylon Mm. and they settled on this planet and they called it earth fascinating there's also no credits in this episode they're like along the bottom but there's no song and um survivor count oh seriously how did i miss that yeah because i was i was i was kind of thinking because it hadn't happened and i was kind of thinking it might happen after d shot herself and it was just like a really long open that doesn't seem possible but then i never wrote the count down so i guess you're right the count at the beginning i think is the same as it was last week which i think was uh three thousand one hundred and seventy five oh thirty seven sorry how do you just not have credits i thought we had they had them along the bottom oh okay They, they had names along the bottom maybe they just had too much story to tell yeah i feel like they had a lot of story to tell i feel like um maybe i don't know i don't know why curious it's interesting how i'm just very surprised at myself for not noticing that and maybe they don't have credits in season 4.5 i'm sure that's not true but yeah i think they'll have credits Mm. but we'll see Mm. and we'll see you later we'll watch the next one so roslyn lee is like begging roslyn to address the people and she's just like no yeah no 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 uh adama says like you take the 
you take the ball or some sports metaphor. Mm. Um, like just Lee, you go talk to them. You know, you want to, mm. you know, you want to be the voice of the government. Yeah. Uh, Adama's still avoiding Ty as of this moment, who really wants to have a heart to heart. And then back on Earth, Chief sees this like shadow burnt into the wall. And then he kind of really like moves into it. He does. Like it's something like out of a cartoon. Mm. Yeah. He's like, am I exactly this size and shape? Looks like I am. <laughs> um, he touches it and then has a flashback. And he's got these little fancy glasses on. He does. He's a very posh little Cylon, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, he's at like a little fruit market where they definitely have strawberries because someone's shouting about strawberries and pineapples and avocados. Mm. And what he was doing before the world ended was being unable to tell if an avocado is ripe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all hope that we go like that? Yes. Um. One thing I was like looking for in this scene is who was around him because it's a yeah. busy marketplace, and they're all. It doesn't seem like there are any different models that you see more than once. Well, you don't really see anyone in any clear detail except for one blonde lady. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so then either like there were more Cylons than those five, and those five are just the ones that were like. I don't know, shipped away to whatever, some central place to come back and bring people to Earth. I know. know you're not going to tell me. Or the blonde lady was like the fifth Cylon or a younger version of the fifth Cylon, if Mm -hmm. it is Ellen Ty. Mm -hmm. Um, But even though Colonel Ty was already balding, I think, in the flashback. Yeah, but he was younger. Could be, yeah. But my point being is like, I don't know. Anyway, my point was, is that it w- they did a very good show- job of, I think I saw one, like I was really looking the okay. second time around. I yeah. was like, who can I see? And I could only see one person um, in, in their face. And then everyone else was just like parts of bodies. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. So All right. Like, maybe this will, maybe the other guys will be around the back. And you know, one guy looked like he could have been Anders from the back, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So apparently... So when this episode was first kind of ideated, um, it was actually going to start with a Dumbledore walking down the hall to Ty's office and the whole episode was going to be framed around their conversation with all the flashbacks and stuff in between. Um, Because Ronald T. Moore likes to razzle-dazzle the audience or whatever he says. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But he was like, oh, it was just confusing. I just like to go too far. And they put it this way instead and it was better. Again, (laughs) make you Ronald T. Moore for always. That is like probably the juiciest scene of this episode though when we get there the scene between the two of them oh yeah 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 oh we'll get there yeah we will uh so meanwhile starbuck and leoben are still traipsing around and she's like why do you suddenly not want me to know the answer that's like your whole mo like all you ever want is for me to know the truth about things but he is doubting himself. He's always yeah. been so sure of everything. No, and he's now he's like they've found Earth, and it hasn't been everything that they'd hoped. And he, you can see it in his whole performance. It's actually, um, I think it's really smart writing that they have that storyline in there to show like the Cylons are just as devastated mm, as the humans about sure. getting here and finding nothing. For sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a. Sweet, touching little scene between Dee and Apollo. Yeah, she's, she's like, got oh, you have that look on your face like you did when you were on the Pegasus. And I can still read you. And we had some good times, didn't we? And I'm still not going to have any 
new character development before I go. It makes me <laughs> so sad how much of her story is revolved around Apollo. Yeah. And one thing that Ronald D. Moore talked about on the podcast is like when D was originally set up, she was so much like Adama's go-to person. Mm-hmm. She was a person that he could be really real and honest with. And if you think back to earlier episodes, there are some really like big conversations between them. Totally. Like she was really pivotal in Adama's life. And then she freaking married his son for a while. And then so suddenly, she was literally his daughter at yeah, some point. And then was literally just uh, sidelined to Apollo's wife after that. <sighs> yes. Like at least even when she was still with Billy, there was more about her and her story. She wasn't Billy's girlfriend. They were like... Billy was her boyfriend. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, just (sighs) it's a big story and there's a lot of it. But boy, howdy, could I have done with less Apollo and less Terrell and more of the badass woman. True. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. But I will say, as we mentioned last episode, I have been enjoying Terrell lately. Yeah, no, he's finally gotten over his bullshit. Yeah. He's just now that he's just like chill. He's Mm -hmm. great. Okay just accepting of things Mm -hmm. uh but also he's not the focus of anything anymore which i think is why we're enjoying Mm -hmm. him he's He's just there in the background being a chill cylon yeah aaron douglas nothing against aaron douglas no uh, fantastic actor Mm. no he really is it's all about the character that was written that had choices that were made that i could have done without yes absolutely not that i think anyone in this universe should be perfect but anyway just too much time. Mm-hmm. Too much time spent. Uh, she gives Lee great advice where he's like, how do I make the fact that Earth is a crumbled up pile of shit like happy? And she's like, maybe don't try to sell it as that. Mm. Maybe just tell people the truth. Mm. It's like, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, Damn it. Yeah. So we've been cutting back and forth and then... Uh, Starbucks sees a big hunk of plane sitting in the middle of like big field and Lee opens like grabbing her and trying to hold her back and she shoves him off and they turn the the viper over and there's a skeleton with very blonde hair. <laughs> it's a Did little bit funny. One of Trisha Helfer's wigs. <laughs> Just put it on there. They did go out of their way to make the hair slightly shorter than Starbucks hair is now, That's which hilarious. is smart. Yeah. Should be about two to three months shorter, right? Yeah. I just think <laughs> it was uh, funny. So, yeah. Um, I don't think intentionally funny, but I just, you never see skeletons with like a bright shock of blonde hair. I mean, they didn't have to do that. No. They could have just done and the And wouldn't her thing. hair, the whole thing is completely burnt up. Yeah. And her hair survived. So <laughs> it's a miracle from God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think her pulling off the dog tags is enough. Right? Yeah. They got her name on them. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I would just like to see someone like on set like lugging around a skeleton with a starbucks wig i think that would be really funny <laughs> propping it up in places oh, be decoration in my mm. next house yes perfect <laughs> uh but she does it just in case the hair wasn't enough of a giveaway rip the tags off the body and her ring is on there and the tags that say k thrace and leoban i think takes it worse than starbucks this is just like everything he he's just like he's done he's like fuck i thought i was right about everything yeah man i don't know what he thought was gonna be the truth though like yeah i don't know Uh, he kind of wasn't around when she 
came back and went through all of that. Mm. But anyway, uh, she's like, so about this whole harbinger of death thing. Didn't we cover that already? No, I don't think we're done yet. Oh, but that's what they said on the podcast. They said that they <laughs> finished up that prediction. Yeah, well, we all know that Ronald D. Moore isn't always 100% <laughs> accurate about what goes on on his own television show. But do you know what, actually? Maybe when they were writing it, they didn't think that they were done with it. Uh, at this point, but I think that when they recorded the podcast, which is after the finale had aired, I think that they might have been like, fuck, we didn't cover that. Oh, it was the Cylon Resurrection ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. How major of death. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Obvious, wasn't it? Uh, she does. She's like shouting at him in a scene that I think is really nicely done where she's like, if that's me all dead there, then what am I? What am I? What am I? It's I, like a good dramatic I like moment. your reenactment of it. Thank you. Well. It's great. Uh, Sam finds the little burnt up neck of a guitar and starts like playing it. Yeah. Uh, so this is also a scene that almost got cut. But Ronald D. Moore thought it was very I- important to include because it he wanted to tie this song into the whole thing. And apparently um, the canon is that Anders wrote the song, but they don't explicitly mm. say it, but it's implied. Yeah, he says, I played it mm-hmm. for a woman I love. And then Tori's like, I remember. And I thought it was going to be it was like, me. I remember I was the woman that you loved. Um, but he's just she's just like, you played it for all of us. Yeah, why are you going to be so heteronormative? Right? Maybe he played it for a man. Maybe he did. All gays in space. I mean, we'll I think it's his there. It's his weird memory. Yeah. So if he remembers it as a woman, I guess we can believe it. It's true. But but the writers, they could have. They could have. More gays in space. Continue. Yes, always. That's always what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the idea that he was like a Cylon rock star. Yeah. That's a good job. And then That's like, a good career. And then like a professional sports player. Yeah, is, right? I mean, he had He's a just good born line. for celebrity. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> Look at that man. Um, he is asking all the right questions. He's like, okay, so this planet burnt up 2,000 years ago, and we were on it, but we're alive, and but we, we don't remember. remember the last 2,000 years, and somehow we got to the colonies. How did that happen? <laughs> and you, the audience, are like, yes, how did that happen? questions questions Hmm. uh rosalind's in her quarters just burning up a book yes so initially there is a deleted scene before this one that we Hmm. both saw together uh which was um with bolta and it's a really long deleted scene i actually think i'll post it on the page i found it online to refresh my memory um so basically it's bolta with his like coven of people um, talking about the fact that there have been 14 suicides in the fleet. Yes. And if you recall, I think last episode, there was something, something 75. And when uh, um, Apollo is crossing off the whiteboard, it's up to 61 and he makes it 60. And so that would seem to indicate that's kind of how it was meant to be. But it's a really long scene. Because um, I was, I remembered a suicide count being in the episode and then I was looking for it and it wasn't and that's mm. why because it was one of the deleted scenes. It was scenes. a deleted scene. Yeah. So it was, he said 14 had um, committed suicide so far. So this is before the scene with D um, and he's got this whole thing and then Caprica 6 walks in and everyone's like, she's a skin job, like she shouldn't be here and Bolt has doing his whole like, oh God loves us all and then actually Boomer, uh, sorry, Athena stands up and goes, oh, I'm, I'm a Cylon too. And then Hilo stands up and says, um, why don't you come sit with us? Um, and she comes and sits with them. Um, 
Which, yeah, is really nice. Yeah. And just Hilo using his human privilege to help Aww, out a downtrodden a Cylon. Um, and, I mean, it's nice he didn't speak for Athena. He sort of let her stand up. He's and just the perfect man, isn't he? He is the perfect man. What a we prince. love him. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – and so, actually, in the – uh, in the original scene of this scene where she's burning the pages, when it go- goes to that scene, she's listening to him on the um, radio and burning the pages. Right. And then Adama yes. comes and turns it off. Yeah. That was, I feel like just the episode was too long. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is this scene is like four minutes long. Mm-hmm. I found it online. But it was, was yeah, so it surprised. was a good scene. It was a really good scene and it felt important because I, while I understand the importance of a main character like D uh, sort of committing suicide, I think that the they kind of allude to it in the original episode that there are other people who might commit suicide, and definitely the whole thing is very bleak in the ship. Yeah, There's they like convey that and people fighting and like all of this stuff. But um, I just think that when Baltar's talking about you know all of the suicides before hers, but maybe they wanted to have the D thing as a really big surprise as well. Because yeah. perhaps we would have, because you know what, honestly, if that scene had come before, you would have been like, somebody's going to kill themselves. And, and then I would have probably D because yeah. they're focusing on her. So it did kind of bring the surprise in a lot more. That is fair. But I did like hearing the numbers of like, oh, it's not just this one character. Mm. Like this is a pervasive thing that's happening throughout the fleet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so in anyway, a really hopeless time. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can see that from Mary's amazing performance. Oh, Mary. Burning your Pythian prophecies. Oh my God, she's Skipping so your perfect cancer in this treatments. Scene, she's so perfect. She, I think, she has her moment here, and Adama's going to have his later, where she's really blaming herself, and she's like, "You should never have listened to me. Everyone who followed me is dead," which is like not entirely true, but oh, some people are dead, and just she's just done. Yeah. Oh, it's hey, so hard to watch. I feel you, lady. It's actually like I've been having this moment in my life recently of feeling just very like done. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really difficult to watch this episode when I really like watched it. I was like, oh, I actually have felt this feeling before. I'm mm-hmm. just being like, I am so tired on mm-hmm. such a deep level. And I think that maybe it's not like finding, I don't know, finding a desolate earth. But like, I think a lot of people have had this experience at some point in their life where it's just like too much has happened and they're just done. Absolutely. I think we've all been there. And I think that's why Mary's performance is so touching because it's so real. Absolutely. Uh, And Adama tries to comfort her and she's just like, don't touch me, just go. Mm. And it breaks my heart. It's very sad. Uh, Oh, and so again, initially... This scene was supposed to be before he went and saw when they so they've rejigged it a couple of times. So in one of the cuts, this scene was followed directly by him going to tie. I think they had to get him drunker first. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> wow, he comes in there real hot. He sure does. But I think it was like push further up the episode, like after D before. Anyway, they've obviously rejigged it a few no, times. No, because but... he has to go through like I think Roslyn losing it is the first yeah, he like goes the, through a it's few It's the steps. next step of Adama losing it. Yeah. Because um, now he's kind of lost her, but he's about to lose D. Mm. Uh, so she, D, our sweet D, who I'm not ready to say goodbye to, she's dressed up. She looks gorgeous. Absolutely. Good dress, good hair. Uh, she's drunk. She's hanging all over Apollo's arm. Uh, and she's like, do your speech again. And Apollo's like, don't make me sing. 
it's just like me every time (laughs) okay if you insist i'll quote myself verbatim (laughs) uh but she's super into it she's like that was the most fun i've had in so long and she gives him like a last little kiss and she's wearing her wedding ring which i don't think she's been wearing the whole time but she's definitely wearing it tonight Mm. um and kind of skips off into her room uh, where I made a prediction that maybe she was going to jump straight into bed with Gaeta. Ooh, wouldn't that have been a, a nice change? It would have been nicer than what happened. And apparently Ronald D's Moore's wife, who actually saw this for the first time when, when she watched it, instead of reading the script, thought that she might have been the fifth silent. I read that online. Mm, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, so there's some random predictions. And Ronald D. Moore calls this little turn of events a very dirty trick. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just mean. Uh, but I think it's good TV. But it's mean. Mm. Um, so she comes in and Gata is like uh, annoyed. He's like, you're glowing. <laughs> I'm so miserable. Your joy is really harshing my well, buzz. I mean, apparently the webisode was just before this, which we're going to talk about. Was it just episode. before this or just yes. after this? Yes. Okay. Because according to Jane Espenson, a certain couple broke up at the end of episode 10. Yeah. And this is episode 11. So. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. So I think that in the canon, it does go 10. But it was. This. But then I don't you read know. somewhere that I was supposed to watch this after 11, which I, I don't. Matter. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think that the show creators might be confused at some point in the process because the webisodes are set nine days after they find Earth. And I think this is too soon for that. Okay. But maybe they have been there for a week and a half. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway. Or they're set initially six days after they find Earth and then it becomes nine days. That's what it is. But still, it feels like they this just happened a day or two ago. Yeah, I mean, you don't see the in the webisode, no. and so it could be. Anyway, it's iffy, but I think you could you could read it as they've been hanging out at Dead Earth for six days now. Mm. Yeah, okay, or nine days or whatever it is. Okay. Um. Anyway, regardless, Gaeta is annoyed. Um, something that maybe he would regret being annoyed at her joy i thought about this a lot and it is always if you have someone in your life who committed suicide no matter how close they were you wonder um, about the last thing you said to them you wonder even if they don't commit suicide even if they just happen to die like i had a friend who died and she i think the last time we were supposed to catch up uh, I don't know, I got a free ticket to a thing, like a free mm. retreat. And so I was like, oh, let's do it next time. And like, we'd sort of been bouncing around trying to catch up for a couple of months. We just didn't really feel like it was a hurry. And I think you do like go back. Like I went back yeah. through the text a lot and I was like, oh shit, like I could have seen her like so many more times. Um, so yeah, it's always hard. It's really sad. But it's not your fault. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, I hope Gator doesn't blame himself and he should not. No. Um, they have this really sweet little moment before he leaves the room of looking at like a picture of her as a little kid, which because I wonder if that's actually Anastasia. a picture of her. Yeah. So he's like, little Anna got her smile back. And has she ever been? Because when I looked her up, because I was looking up her character, uh, her act, the actress's name, mm-hmm. which I, it's Candace something. But um, when I was looking it up, it's Anastasia D. Duala. Yes. Which we don't 
I don't remember her ever being called Anastasia in the show. I don't think anyone's ever used her first name without using like her whole mm. title and mm. last name. Because okay. usually she's just D or Duala on mm. the ship. I think Lee has always called her D. Yeah. He never called her Anna or Anastasia. Um, but I guess that's what she would have gone by when she was a kid. Yeah, for sure. Little Anna. Uh, she hangs up a locket which has a picture of who i'm assuming is her dad in it mm. um and she watches gata leave through the mirror and takes her ring off and hangs it up and takes this breath that's like am i gonna do this right now yes i am and then so quickly just grabs her gun and does it yep it's it's for me it read like if i don't do this fast i'm not gonna do it and i want to do it mm-hmm. and it's just like whoa like i think my react was huge and now my reaction is this oh she's breaking out the scotch people <laughs> you're so prepared i didn't even know you brought the ice in we have a sponsored scotch actually courtesy of my friend kelvin thanks kelvin it is a uh, it is a Scotch um, from Scotland, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's the nature of Scotch. It Indeed. is quite packs quite a punch, so we oh may my. need to. Have well, our... this will be nice after this nothing beer that we're drinking. Nope. Cheers! Pour one out for D. Pour one out for D. I hope you'll all join us, uh, unless you're in your no-, no, even if you're in your morning commute. Mm. Um, it is a Kilcaran uh, Glengyle Distillery. Single malt Scotch whiskey. Uh, whiskey, whiskey. Um, it is matured in oak. It is seven. Uh, sorry, twelve years. It's forty-six percent, so it's quite strong. Ooh, um, that's nice. It is nice. It's a very. It's probably a bit more peaty than the whiskeys I usually have here. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks for my friend Calvin for supplying that for us. Calvin, um, we really needed out. it. Uh, we sure did. Uh, we sure did. Oh, I like that we're having scotch like Ronald D. Moore. Yep, we're having, although he had bourbon as he so pointed out on this mm, episode, but I rare. do like that we are drinking whiskey like Adama, who we will soon see. Oh, we're not drinking quite as much as he pours, though. <laughs> we'll get there. His hand is a little heavier. <laughs> uh, so Gata hears the gunshot and tries to run back and he can't move very quickly. Bless his heart. Mm. Uh, Celix is the one who finds her first. Oh my gosh. And it's just brutal. Gata's like screaming for a medic and frack me. Mm. She says as she chugs her scotch. Mm-hmm. Necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we immediately, there's like no question of, are we going to save her life? Let's drag this out for 10 minutes. Like the next, it just cuts. You to, cannot save your life when your head no, gets I know. blown up. But that's what, I mean, what do you do? You call for a medic. You do. You don't Uh, know what else to do. Yeah. But it's so hopeless. And actually, it's so well done. A, Gator's leg is perfect. How do they do it? I was wondering too, because there's like, you can't see anything behind him. And it's it's like, you could have easily just had him on his knees, but he has his leg out and it's so well done. It's really well done. And then D's, you've got got blood pooling out. Mm -hmm. It's so like, it's very No, I feel like half the special effects money must have just gone to Gator's leg. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's really impressive it's very impressive uh so our next scene is lee also very obviously wearing his wedding ring mm. um standing over her body under a sheet and adama comes in and he's really solemn and you think he's gonna be like 
Papa Adama, a strong nope. man here for you. And Lee's like, how does this happen? He goes, I don't freaking know. And, and he pulls pulled- out a bottle. <laughs> it's so well done. Like... I'm with you, Adama. Oh my God, yeah. This is where I would be at this point of the journey. I Absolutely. feel like he's been such an upstanding. He's been doing so well for so long. All of this is just so very fair. Yes, he has earned a breakdown, as mm-hmm. has Rosalind. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lee is not quite on his level, so he <laughs> leaves the room. Uh, and he's just like crying over her head and just like, I Mm -hmm. let you down. I let everybody down. And everyone in this episode is trying to make me cry. Yep. (sighs) Yep. And apparently this scene went on for longer, but it wasn't in the deleted scenes. Okay. I'm sure Edward James almost could do this all day. He could. Bastard. He's so good. Fucking bastard. (laughs) Uh, so he bursts out of the room, says to some rando, give me your sidearm. It's so good. This whole scene is excellent. It's, it's like so the good. walking down the corridor and you can just see everything around is so bleak. Yeah, and no one even cares what he's doing. No. There's people fighting in the hallway. Everyone's just sitting. Nobody's working. Like people are like having quiet little sad conversations. Mm. Like just everything has come to a complete halt on the ship. Uh he shows up at Ty's quarters and barges in. He finds Ty's gun, pulls it out of the locker along with a bottle of whiskey, slams it both down on the table and says, sit down, Cylon. <laughs> and then this is my favorite, so I'm going to annoyingly take over from you because... <laughs> Please, I'm enjoying my scotch. Let me just talk scotch. about the whiskey acting because the whiskey <laughs> acting is perfect. <laughs> so, whiskey acting is my favorite acting. Yep. So he pours out this giant glass it's so full and then he just and i will say usually i do drink my whiskey neat but it's so hot that i put ours on ice today although actually i feel like this is maybe quite warm it's a bit a bit too gonna be too icy i might put it back in here um he pulls out he pours it almost to the top and you think that that's for him see that i just got it all over my window uh (laughs) you think it's for him and then he slides it across the table and it goes almost to the end you really think it's gonna fall and like i don't know if that was on purpose but it's excellent it's i think it's just peak edward james almost (laughs) like i don't care what happens to this prop (laughs) and then swigs out of the bottle it's just great and the amount of whiskey that disappears from that bottle throughout this scene and i'm sure it's not actually whiskey but anyway no okay but then the other thing that's really great is at the end when Ty is like oh no at the end at some point Ty says I think you've had enough and moves the bottle away and Tama just grabs the glass <laughs> and starts sculling it which apparently Ronald D. Moore thinks is an improvised move so I just want to shout out to Adama's whiskey acting brilliant um, and then also just want to say that Ronald D. Moore throughout this scene so he said he just wanted this to be so ugly like that was his like it was it was and then he his face looks so ugly it is and then throughout the scene he just stops with the commentary and he's just watching going so ugly (laughs) so ugly (laughs) (laughs) oh it's just like he's just like he he's so engrossed in this scene when he's just like all sweat and teeth that he can't he can't even commentate on their performance because he's so engrossed in it and just saying things he probably doesn't mean to say on a podcast so anyway i just wanted to shout out all of that so uh it is please continue with your synopsis so while all the whiskey acting is happening there's also (laughs) some word acting um he basically i think 
on some level believes that they programmed Ty to be his perfect best friend. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like what they fed you? They fed you jokes that you knew I would like. <laughs> <laughs> and I also just love that Ty is so far from I a perfect know. person. He's like, a they programmed friend. you to have all the qualities I respect. Like alcoholism and wife killing. <laughs> I think the the wife killing is still meant to be seen as noble. I don't know. For frag's sake. Another one of my favorite lines is when he starts to go on about Ellen, which again, so ugly. Looking for a man with real blood in their main vein. I wrote that down too. (laughs) So bad. It's so bad and it's so unadama to say something that disgusting. But that's the thing is he's going for every possible thing that he he just hurt him. Yeah, exactly. And oh, she smells brutal. so good. Like, yeah. He was oh. like, Ellen must have known you were Cylon. That's why she was such a shit wife. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's, oh, it's hard. And then at some point you realize, and right after you re- realize, Ty realizes that he has those guns on the table, so Ty will shoot him. That's mm. what he's trying to get Ty to do. He's yeah. trying to rile him up to the point where he'll shoot him. He's like, do it, do it. And it is ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ty's like, no, I'm not. You're the one who doesn't have guts. You can't do this yourself, and I'm not going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, did, there are just some scenes that I watch that make me miss being an actor because I haven't done any acting in a long time. This is one of them. Sometimes you like, perform for me. Well, true. On the podcast, <laughs> it's not quite the same, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's great. It's just it's this ugh. whole episode so good track really well done mm. uh, and then we get this he ch- so he chugs that like tumbler of whiskey uh, and then has this nice little story about his uncle and foxes eating the chickens so they hunt the foxes with the dogs and the, some of the foxes ride get in the river and they ride the current all the way to the ocean they give up halfway through yeah mm. but they like they don't quite drown or give up but they're just very tired. They're tired foxes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, foxes. We all feel you. I felt really bad for those foxes, Mm. actually, getting hunted down by those dogs. They're Mm. just foxes being foxes, doing what foxes do. Mm. Make your chicken coop better, man. Yeah, it's like all the people who want to kill sharks off the coast of Australia. Oh, do they? There's a whole thing, and it's like, sharks kill people, and I'm like, you're in their turf. Mm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. chill out. (laughs) You swim in their ocean. Yep. And, like, really, there are a lot more things that kill you a lot more. Like, we don't ban cars because people get killed in them or nope. hit by them. Like, leave the sharks alone. Yeah. Humans are great. Aren't we, though? <laughs> uh, Ty finally, like, has a moment where he can get the gun away and gets the bullets out of unloads it. Unloads you it. unload a gun. And has a nice little speech about, like, killing yourself isn't going to help anyone in this fleet. Mm. So that's what you want to do if you're feeling guilty because you think you've done a disservice to the people of the fleet. Then try helping them now by not killing yourself. Mm. Yeah. And so we're in the hallway. Oh, I'm going to finish this beer. Finish it fast. (laughs) Now it's warm and bad. I can already smell this one, which I know is delicious. All right, give it to me. Woo, that's that was like chugging a Bud Light. She All right. said. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Our drink situation is vastly improved. It certainly is. I mean, it's grim, but it's delicious. 
That is the perfect description. This is a grim but delicious episode. Yes. All right, where are we? I think we're up to the point. Oh, we're at Starbucks, actually. Yeah. Uh, Great scene. Yeah, she, she comes in. Uh, and Wait, did we miss the whole her throwing her body on the fire? Oh, wait, did we? I got so distracted. She did have a Viking funeral for herself. Which is great. And apparently hard to, they had to do it really quickly because the sun was going down. I just realized based on my notes, but didn't realize it watching the episode. The last thing that Rosalind says in her breakdown scene is burn, burn while she's watching the book. And the next scene is Starbuck burning her body. Oh, nice. Nice editing. skipped that, but it was very good and important. Yeah, you sent me a screen cap of it earlier. Oh, my God. There's a beautiful picture that we will post of that like scene. And actually, Ronald D. Moore, when he was watching... When he was doing the podcast, he's like, that is just an amazing shot. Yeah. And it really is of her just like next to the fire. And somehow Starbuck burning Starbucks body is the most Starbuck thing mm. Starbuck has done. For sure. Yes. I think we've said that a few times on the podcast, but it still stands. Starbuck is always Starbuck. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love her. <laughs> Even when she's having a breakdown. Yeah. How did we skip that? That's such a scene. I think we were very keen to get through to the... There's so much good shit yeah, in this episode. For sure. All right. Here's another good scene, though, uh, is Starbuck comes in um, to find Apollo and he's like, oh, I heard you uh, lost the signal. You couldn't find the source. And she's like, yeah, about that. I have to confess something. And then she stops herself. And is like, you look like hell. What's going on? Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, D. And she's D, like, what? who you and I cheated, who I cheated on her with you ancient history right now yeah not important it's just still there is something significant about these two characters mm. having this scene together about d who has killed herself like i don't know that's uh, certainly not why she killed herself no. but they definitely added to her stress level yeah uh, i kind of just read it as two friends and as like that kind of awkward thing that happens sometimes when um you don't know or really like when something really tragic happens and then you realize in a conversation that someone doesn't know i do this all the time sometimes there are like things in my life that i feel like i'm like reasonably open about and then i talk about it as if people know and they're like what are you talking about i'm like oh here's some traumatic backstory Mm -hmm. and it's also that moment where you come in like guess what happened to me today and then you're like oh wait you look like your thing is worse yeah so but I also, won't tell I you think about there is something thing. about the uh, saying it out loud. Like, I sort of expected him to say something more cryptic than him saying it. Like, he says, like, he Dee shot herself. Shot herself. Yeah. And I just feel like sometimes when something like that happens, happens, it's really hard to say. Yeah. And I was surprised that he got it out. Yeah. Also, it's that's just what really said. like... <laughs> We have to find the humor in these moments. It's just a really sad episode. I'm trying what to keep it light. What else are we going to do? Um, yeah, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. And he's just like, I, I don't, I don't have the answer and I'll never know. Mm. Like why this happened. I can't ask her. <laughs> She's not here. Yep. <sighs> okay. So... We have a shot going through the hallway where we see the graffiti that says Frack Earth, which like just having graffiti on the Battlestar is Is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Normally is behavior that would not be tolerated. Mm. Um, 
Hoshi takes over for Duala, and there is a glance between Gaeta and Hoshi that made me think at least like this plot point is somewhere. Guys, I've been trying to it. contain it all episode because it's really for the next one, but I'm so excited. Lisa watched the webisodes. <laughs> Everyone who's on Twitter already knows there are lots of tweets with capitals. <laughs> I screamed so loud. Tell us more about your screaming while I get rid of this ice cube. Oh, okay. Uh, so I have been putting off watching the webisodes because I thought I had to watch them after 11 and I thought, okay, well, I'll get all my notes and stuff for this episode and then I'll go and do the webisode. Anyway, so um, I uh, put it on. It's like in the first like two minutes and actually as um, I feel like I should be talking about this in the webisode episode, but I'm going to talk about it now because I'm so excited. I'll talk about it in both. Um, as they, as Hoshi walked up, I was like, oh my God, they're lovers. Like I saw it right away. And then I was like, no, they're not going to pay it off. It's so unfair. And then, and then what a payoff. they kissed and I screamed yes so loudly that I'm sure all of my neighbors heard. I've been waiting for contact from you since the moment I posted the link. I went on vacation and I didn't have service. And then a couple of days later, I checked my phone and I was like, she hasn't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> because you knew that was the first thing I would do. Uh, that would be the first. It would be like, you have 17 text messages from Lisa. <laughs> but then knowing that you were by your phone, I just called. I just yes. picked up the phone and called. Uh, so if you want to hear more of our thoughts on... The delightful webisodes, then tune in for the next episode. There's going to be excitedness. Yeah, a lot. When I can talk, I've got other things to say, but just because just there space. was a gaze in space, glance between them. Oh, oh my God. He looks um, Bisexual icon. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Gaeta is ordered to look for a new star system. Uh, Adama is like, hey, invite the Cylons along. And there's also a moment where Gata looks like really uncomfortable with that decision. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think they knew where the plot line that's in the miniseries or um, the webisodes were going. Well, then, yeah, because like I think depending on where you look online, it says watch it after 10 or watch it after 11. So I think it was originally released after 10, but it's actually set essentially after 11 or in uh, the middle of 11. Really. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. So, Adama has a big Adama speech, finally, which you were kind of looking for through this whole episode, and we're actually getting it now, where he's like, you know what? We're not the first people to do this. The 13 tribes of Cobalt, this well, is what they ordinary did. Ordinary people, he says. He yeah. forgets to mention that they were silent. Part silent. Well, I don't know if that news has reached the fleet or not. No, but I don't think he's telling them because he specifically says they were ordinary people like us. Well, he says that, but he's talking about the 12 colonies that were ordinary people like them and the one colony that were Cylons. Like he's talking about uh, all 13 of the colonies that okay. fled and right. found new places to live. But I, d I genuinely don't know if the fleet knows about. I don't think they're going to tell them the Cylons on earth. I don't know. Mm. They're inviting the Cylons along. Yeah. Maybe Cylon history is part of their history now. Uh, I don't think it goes that quickly. Hmm. Anyway, we'll see if there's any development on this. Uh, yeah, Starbuck is there um, just kind of like fondling her tags, her alternate set of tags, because I assume she popped up again 
still wearing her own tags mm. um and she's kind of like hiding them and Rosalind is just curled up on the floor with her little sad radiation earth plant mm-hmm. um it's beautiful and sad it is oh one thing that um that was mentioned on the podcast that i think is interesting is apparently the classifications they're using for star systems which i think are g and f and k are the same kind that we use in our world oh neat and i don't know science that was regular science regular science yeah they said some of the things carry i mean so. that is space science but it's regular space science regular space science yeah yeah uh there's a scene where i think we say goodbye to deanna she's like it's definitely her last episode because yeah. it was confirmed on the podcast uh, which makes sense to me for her character arc in a way in a way it makes sense to me that they brought lucy lawless back for a limited time yep but <laughs> I, I feel like I can see it, but then she's also the only six left. The only uh, three. Three. Sorry. Yes. Numbers. Uh, yeah. Yes. And so for me, it's like, okay, interesting. They're also really setting up Cavill here as the big bad. They are. Uh, where she's like, dying here is better than being out there running from Cavill. Mm. And in the webisodes also, they have a line about like, well, Cavill, ships could be anywhere. Mm. Cavill, Cavill, Cavill. So yeah, like they're, they're really, really yeah, they're hitting us over the head with that. Yeah. She decides she's going to stay on Earth because all this has happened before and all this will happen again. She doesn't freaking want to see it. Yeah, it's a bold choice. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Tyrrell was originally going to stay as well. Ooh, interesting. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I was wrong. He was going to go on the base ship, but he doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Curious. On the Cylon base ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, classic uh, Battlestar Galactica, just changing up those plot points Mm -hmm. at every turn. Uh, And then Ty gives us this line that like connects the whole Adama Fox storyline to the title of the episode. Mm -hmm. She's going to ride the tide out to sea. She's just tired. Mm -hmm. She's just going to give up. Um, and it seems for a minute like Ty is also going to kill himself. Like he's going to drown himself. He walks into that ocean, which I don't know where they're filming, but I bet it is cold as brack. Yeah. Uh, he is Canadian, so maybe he's used to it. That's well, like a I recently regular learned that I grew up swimming in the Antarctic Ocean. Yeah. So I am good with cold water too. We learned about oceans. We did. I just saw the Throw clearest, back. bluest ocean. I'm sure it's not as beautiful as australia i'm it's probably not uh but pretty good wow for you. wow was that water clear mm. thanks <laughs> i mean when the bar is low it's easy to be impressed i'm joking i'm joking they're beautiful beautiful islands i'm uh and oceans i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah just shit on my vacation whatever <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> so we get a flashback of Ellen. Ty running through and we hear a voice calling his name and he digs through the rubble and who does he find but Ellen Ty. Ellen! Uh, I am, you know what? I hated her so much at the beginning and I loved her so much right? before she died and now I'm so happy to see her. Right. I am very happy. And so she gives us a, a hint at what happened hmm. possibly. She's like, it's all set up. We'll be reborn together. Uh... And then Ty has this moment of like coming back out of the water. And he's like, Ellen, you're the fifth. Yes. And so it's really funny. So in the podcast, as Ty walks out to the ocean, Ronald D. Moore's like, cool, I'm not going to talk anymore because I might give spoilers. So I'm just going to end the podcast here. Bye. Yeah, he's really good at dropping those spoilers. <laughs> isn't so, he? I like the self, like, you know, he understood. He understood mm-hmm. the self-awareness. Um, okay. 
Do you want to hear my predictions? Or do you I some- want to hear your predictions so bad. Okay. So I, so regarding Starbuck, my prediction is that Starbuck died, but there is some kind of Cylon technology. I shouldn't watch your face. Just, no, but you're really good at not giving it away. It must be all the theater. Yeah. So, um, is that she is not the fifth Cylon. It just seems like that could be very much too obvious. So I think that what happened is she did die, but then there was some like technology that existed where they could recreate her body and her memories as if that never happened. And then they gave her kind of like the image of maybe what was to come. So does that make her Cylon though? Um, It doesn't make her one of the final five. Ah. Is my point. Um, Yes. And then Ellen, confused. So I think regarding the Cylons generally, did I say this before? That like there was some way that they were sent away. I mean, obviously, but I think even before the end of the episode, this is sort of where I was going. That they were like put away for a time to like come back and reintegrate in the future. Um, But then maybe all of humanity is like Cylons. Mm So, but there were just older versions because it's like all of this has happened before and all of it's happened again. So maybe the whole 12 colonies were descended from Cylons originally. And then these were just like people who came back, Cylons who came back. Very interesting. Anyway, I don't know how hard and fast these predictions are, but I'm feeling emboldened by the fact that my prediction about Gator was true. So. Yes, that was your prediction from like, I remember but listening to those early episodes with Melly and every time she was like, okay, your predictions, Gator is gay, Gator is gay, Gator is gay, Gator is, And at some point you were like, okay, let's just put that on hold. <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to pay it off now. Off. Have yeah. you texted with her? I did text her today, but she hasn't got back to me because okay. time zones. But um, yeah, I do feel like I did actually say it in the earlier episodes. I'm like, if he is, we're not going to know about it till the last season mm-hmm. because it's always the case. And it's still like they they dropped it in a web, a web series it's canon web though series. it's canon but like okay we're gonna talk about it we're on the episode it's, about okay it. cool we'll yeah. talk about it then if you want to know our thoughts okay um do i have anything else counts and silence yes uh yeah i don't have anything else so cylons we have leoben Deanna for the last time. Oh, Athena, yeah. Hera for a half. We have some various sixes and eights, I believe, uh, who are looking at the bones. Um, we have everyone in the Earth flashbacks. Uh, that blonde lady who you saw and whoever else was there yelling about fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Sam, Tyrell, Tori, Ty, and Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> We shall see. Question mark? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Um, Frax, we have... A bunch. Two I from predict. Apollo, one from Gaeta, four from Ty, six from Madonna, and a final... Adana? Frack from D. Oh, She left us with a frack. A single frack. It's mm. not enough. Yeah. Well, that was an episode of television. It was a good one. It was a great one. We didn't even go off topic that much. Yeah, we a lot to talk about. Had a lot to talk about here. It we was did. really meaty. Alrighty. Well. Oh, there was only one. There's a lot of homages to Planet of the Apes in this episode, which mm. is something I think I don't know if we talked about on the podcast, but um, 
I don't know, the last time when they find Earth and it's all yeah, blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there are other things woven throughout that are really like, we are nodding to Planet of the Apes. In well, this that's episode. nice. He likes yeah. to nod to people. He does. I like that the sci-fi community is like... Here's nerdy shit that we like. Yeah. But yeah. even outside of it, I know that uh, there's that episode of Veronica Mars where she starts saying frack for that whole thing. Yeah. There's a couple of yeah. them and I've been watching it and I took screen caps and I may post them. Yeah. I did actually, when we first started, I went through and like posted a whole bunch of pop culture references to Battlestar oh, Galactica. Nice. nice. Um, there are some really cool and interesting ones, but they're like buried it on Twitter. Maybe we should retweet them. Yeah. Um, but one of them was like a montage of all the times Veronica Mars says frack. <laughs> okay. That would be way easier than the random screenshots that I have saved. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that. Uh, yes. And yeah, hit me up with your thoughts on season four to Lisa, not to Kaylee, because Kaylee is still finishing season three. Oh, of Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. If you have thoughts on season four of Battlestar Galactica <laughs> that we Kaylee. haven't covered yet, you can direct <laughs> those to me. Kaylee. Please do not send them to the BBSG account. <laughs> Please send them to our personal accounts that you can find yes. on our page. Alrighty, All righty. All right. Well, time. we're going to go watch some Drink more Battlestar some more, Galactica. Drink some more, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drink scotch. Great. Yay. Bye. Bye. Sometimes down lives in a country Sometimes I live in town Sometimes I have a great notion To jump into the reward and drown I'll read good night